So we're holding by Perchavtalid, Pasachavbez, learning tonight Shpiz Chos Lili Nishmas, Cheskel Shraga, Ben Avram Yehuda. So we learned previously that Shaul admits to David his, uh, his faults, admits that he was wrong for chasing him, and yesterday recognizes the fact that he understands David will be the next Melech. Now Shaul ends off with a final plea for David. Pasachavbez, Viata, and now he shavali Bashem. I want you, David, to swear to me in the name of Hashem. Imtachus Azari Achri, that you won't kill out my descendants after me. Vim Tashmet Avi, and you won't uh, wipe out my name um, and um, destroy my name from my father's house. So uh, the Abarbanel explains that it was common amongst, obviously, the Gentile kings. These are the first two Jewish kings, so there wouldn't be a Jewish custom. But amongst the Gentile kings, there was a custom that the new king, newly appointed king, would wipe out the whole family of the predecessor because those people were threats to the throne. So here, Shaul is begging David not to keep that custom around for the Jewish kings. Now, the Radak explains that the request of Shaul is really one and the same. He begs him not to wipe out his children, and thereby wiping out his children would result in wiping out Shaul's name, and so therefore it's one real, one uh, long request. However, the Kleoker argues, the Kleoker says it's actually two different requests. First, Shaul asked David to swear that he wouldn't kill out his children, and then that David wouldn't destroy his name, meaning that David wouldn't kill Shaul himself. If David allows Shaul to live out his years, so then his good name as the Melech would be preserved, and in that way, it would not be uh, destroyed and um, denigrated. So, Pazachav Gimel, Vayishav David L'Shal, David swore to Shal, Vayelech Shal El-Besar, David, Shal goes home to his house, V'david Vanashav Alu al Hamitsuda. David and his men do not go home, rather, they ascend to the Mitsuda, the fortress. So the Mayor of explains that David made a shvua only regarding Shaul himself, but he did not make a shvua regarding Shaul's descendants. And that's why we will see in Perich of Aleph in Shmuel Beis that David actually gives over seven of Shaul's descendants to the Givonim who kill them. Because David did not make a shvua regarding Shaul's descendants. However, the Malbim argues the Malbim holds that Shaul, Shmuel, David did make a shvua regarding Shaul's descendants. I, David, gave over Shaul, seven of Shaul's descendants in the future, gave them over to the Gevainim. So the Malbim explains that David wasn't the one who executed them. It was the Gevainim who executed them, and therefore David was not over his shvua at that time. So the Pasuk tells us that Shaul goes home, the Kliyakar says. The Pasuk is telling us that Shaul went to his house, meaning that Shaul didn't go like a king to a palace, but rather he went like a guy, a regular guy, home to his own house, uh, someone who uh, was stripped of his power and stripped of all of his uh, kavod, and therefore Shaul was just a regular person going to his house. As we said before, Shaul makes a... Um, emotional admission to David and admits his guilt. and But nevertheless, Shaul's gibayrim, Shaul's um, warriors, right, and his, um, and his advisors made fun of the idea that David had done something great here by sparing Shaul's life. And they convinced Shaul that David really only spared Shaul's life because David had no choice. Because if David comes out of that cave with Shaul dead, David's going to be wiped out by Shaul's army. And therefore, David didn't do anything so great. And that uh, it was fine, it wasn't uh, such a big deal, and that Shaul really did not need to give David as so much credit. We will see in Pasach Vav, even though here it looks like Shaul is making up with David, that, that those words of Shaul's Gibayrim have an effect on him, and he resumes chasing after David, obviously because he fails to continue to have that regard for David's actions over here, and that was based on the words of his advisor. Now, the end of the Pasuk, the end of the Perak, is that David's, David and his men do not go home, but rather they go up to the fortress. So the Kliyakar says, 
instead of using the word El Hamitsuda to the fortress, they use Al, Al, which means up or above, because apparently David's men were so distrustful of Shaul that they didn't believe that Shaul was going to leave them alone, and so they went higher, to higher elevation, to find even a stronger and more secure place to hide, because they were certain that, that Shaul would once again take up the pursuit, and it happens to be they were right. Now we begin Perach of Hay, Pasak Aleph, Yamas Shmuel, so Shmuel dies, Vaikovsu Kal Yisrael Vayispadulai. So all of Klai Yisrael gathers and says, Has paid him on him, Vayikbaruhu Bebesai Barama, they buried him at his home in Rama, Vayakam David, Vayerid al Midbar Paran. David goes up and uh, descends to the Midbar, to the wilderness of Paran. Now, Perak of Hay is a very interesting Perak, another well-known Perak. It's going to tell us the incident where David tries to get assistance from Naval. The Naval refuses to help him, and David eventually gets assistance from his future wife, Avigail, and Naval dies. But the Pasuk begins, the Perak rather, begins by telling us of the death of Shmuel. Now, when exactly did Shmuel die? Because we will see again in Perak of Ches that in Pasuk Gimel, that Shmuel, it mentions once again over there that Shmuel died. So most of the Mepharshim learn that really Shmuel dies over here. That's really chronologically when it happens here in Perachof Hey. But in Perachof Ches, the reason why it repeats it is because it's about to tell us the story of Shaul summoning Shmuel from the grave to ask him what his fate is. And so that's why it repeats over there that Shmuel died. But really, chronologically, it happens now. And the Radak adds that it's directly connected to the end of the previous Perak, because at the end of the previous Perak, Shaul admits to David that he recognizes that David was going to be the Melech. Why? Because this was a kiyom of the Nevuah of Shmuel. So it comes out that finally Shaul realized that Shmuel's Nevuah came true. So now Shmuel's mission was complete, his last Nevuah is Mekuyim, and now appropriately Shmuel dies. And so therefore this Pasuk is directly connected to the events of the last Perak. The Medrash Shmuel actually says that the main place where the Torah is describing Shmuel's death is really in Perach of Ches. It's only mentioned here in passing because we're going to learn the story of Naval, and the Navi wants to teach us that while the rest of Klai was busy mourning Shaul and eulogizing Shaul, Naval was busy just taking care of himself and engaging in pleasures. And so therefore, that was such a terrible Avera on Naval's part, and that's why he was punished so severely by Hashem. It wasn't just that he didn't help David, but it was also showing a, a lack of respect to Shmuel's, uh, Shmuel a, a, upon his death. And the Abarbanel adds on this that the Pasuk here is, is basically contrasting Shmuel's death with Naval's death, that where Shmuel died by all of Klai Yisrael uh, eulogizing him and burying him, Naval dies with no hespedim and basically no one caring much about his death. There's a little bit more tired to say on this Pasuk, so we'll circle back to it tomorrow. I do just want to end off by discussing one thing. We learned previously uh, in Parches, we learned that Shmuel lives for a total of 52 years. However, there's a machoikis exactly when he died. What is the date of his yard site? Megillus Tainus brings down various dates, um, but it lists the 29th of year as the date on which Shmuel died. The Shulchan Aruch, however, lists it as the 28th of year. And the problem with both of these is a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah and Dafyid Ches that says that Novel died 10 days after Shmuel. And we know that Novel died on Yom Kippur because the Gemara says that the 10 days that Hashem gave Novel to do tshuva are the task, the, the, the uh, Maseris made tshuva. So that means, according to that Gemara, that Shmuel would have died on the day before Rosh Hashanah, on Erev Rosh Hashanah, which obviously is nowhere near the 29th of year.